Going back to the nine or so principles of the, the goal setting, we have to talk about number one, as I said, is about spirituality. Number two is about their physical health. Because we are also very keen that until you become fit, you cannot be able to perform. And no, anyway, can't. if you lose your health, you lose everything. Mm. So we are also talking to them about their, their health and, and, and how they can become better in terms of physical health. It's also about inner health. Mm. How do they derive joy in their lives? And how can they be able to use the various circumstances to always be positive, to be optimistic, and this help them to become better performing? Then when it comes to number three, it's also about things like, um, it's about their, their, their families. As I said, family becomes number second as a biggest pillar within the program. And how do they connect to their relatives? How do they connect to their parents in the first place? And what are the goals they have set in regards to that? Sure. Moving forward, I think more important is also about their career. And this in particular, they are, most of them are in the universities. How are they well performing their school and what can we be able to do to help them become even better in what they are doing? And remember, it's very critical because they are young and they need to be focused so that they can be able to get good grades and be able to succeed in life. True. Well, number five is also about things a little bit about, um, or number six is about finances. We also do a lot of financial management because they are getting into a position where now they will start earning very soon. They start uh, need to, to spend. exactly. Mm. They don't know how to spend the money. We also help them to try and arrange that. Now beyond that is also about friends. And normally I tell them or we tell them that take your five friends and you do an average. That's you. So we also try to help them to and, and to encourage them to have better goals in terms of family, in terms of friends, because friends is everything. These are the people who will influence them and therefore they must be able to choose them properly. It's also about having adventure is number eight and number nine is what, what difference will, make, will they make in this world when they have gone. Kind of asking themselves who will cry when you die. What impact have, will you have made? Already trying to help them to build some legacy programs within or projects within their lives. So this is the kind of the things that you are going in terms of the in terms of the content. Of course, things like uh, drugs will also come feature into the discussion. Relationship will figure into the discussion because they are also very important, and we already trying to shape them in the in the right way. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, inspiring you to leadership. Now we are still talking about success and the measures of success. This is an exciting one because it's a measure for success which is about adventure. Adventure to me is about how much fun are you having. So remember, as we work, we need also to have some fun. And fun to me is not defined by the amount of money thrown into it. So it doesn't matter how much money you are earning. Just to give you an example, I mean once in a while on a Saturday afternoon, I treat myself by going to Java and having a cup of coffee, mocha, doubles, and I go there and I pay only 300 shillings and I spend an hour there just enjoying myself and rewinding. This is the fun, this is the adventure that I'm talking about. Well, if you have more money, you can travel wide and you can go to different cities in the world. For instance, you can go to Rome and go to the Sistine Chapel. You can visit the, the Vatican. You can visit many other places. 
but it all depends on how much money you're having but doesn't mean that if you don't have money my friend that you cannot have fun it's also about hiking is you going out and hiking may it be the mountain in your area it could also be you going and having a nice smoothie with your friends this is the unwinding that i'm talking about and this is the adventures that i'm talking about remember the amount of effort i already told you that life is brutal we put a lot of effort in our work so you must be able to figure out what is the best way to unwind and as you do that please make sure that it is not messing on your health please make sure that it is something which is cool i'm really not telling you to go and unwind by taking a full bottle of whiskey or a crate of beer this is not unwinding in fact this is making yourself even more tired what i'm recommending for you a glass of wine well maybe a couple of beers maybe with friends this is the adventure that you are calling for when you visit a city try to explore and see what is in that city in your country have you traveled into the various districts onto various cities or towns i think it is important that you try them out and this traveling this is adventure remember this is also about hobbies what are your hobbies and how are you using your hobbies to create some fun to create some adventure into your life and these are the things which matters or well, just to give another example from my perspective whenever i travel for work i try to spend a day or so just seeing what that city have got to present visiting the museums visiting for instance the movie theaters going and watching a very good movie which hopefully doesn't cost a lot of money these are the things which counts and we must be able to put those things in our lives because at the end of the day there will be that question how much fun did you have in your life and if you took life too seriously my friend you will not have adventure so therefore please put some goals put some spaces where you will be able to enjoy life remember life is not forever and therefore you must not have any regrets especially in terms of having fun but it must be moderated fun it must be fun that help you in achieving your other objectives and that leads you to success this is edward mungai with inspire leadership inspiring you to unlock your potential this is edward mungai with inspire leadership today we are talking about success measure by the name career now this is work this is about what you do to earn some revenues this is what you do to earn some income and it qualifies to be your career now how successful are you in terms of your career i mean career depends on your age because for instance if you're in school truly your career is your student now how well are you doing as a student now if you are employed your career becomes an employee and if you are self employed then your career could be entrepreneurship so how are you doing in terms of your career and how successful are you my friend remember this is one of the way to quantify your success and it depends on how well you are doing and for me 
a career is defined by three main things. And these are the things that I call the circle of a career, which are three circles. And when they interlock, that is what I call your career jackpot. It's about three things. It's about flow. And flow to me is how well are you using your brains? Are you engaged? The second thing is about joy. Whatever you are doing, does it give you joy? The final thing, and very important, is about money. Do you get a good income from it? Now, if you can be able to balance these three things such that you are using your brains, you have the flow, you have joy, and you have money from this particular activity, then it qualifies to be a career jackpot. And you have won a rotary in terms of your career. And I would say you are indeed successful. But to be able to get to this level, of course, you need to have invested yourself, either in terms of time, in terms of energy, and also in terms of you putting the hours that are required to achieve the success that is required in your career. Of course, you have to do personal development, and this is a continuous process, my friends. We shoot ourselves by not self-developing ourselves. Self-development is about listening to TED Talks, is about reading books, is about reading self-help books, is also about researching on the internet. Today we are very fortunate. We have so much information available to us. You can actually be able to self-educate yourself to become a pilot. How awesome is that? You can self-educate yourself to be an expert in an area which you never went to school about. So the opportunities are huge. It's just a matter of us trying to unlock those opportunities. So my question is, how many books are you reading, for instance, every month? Is it one? Is it half a book? My recommendation is that you invest on something I call Traffic University. What is Traffic University? For those who are using public transport, for those who are using private transport, we tend to spend so much time transitioning from point A to point B. Now, if you can be able to invest in a gadget which will be able to download books, podcasts, or whatever it is, or audiobooks, and you can listen, you can save time as you travel, that is Traffic University. And you'll be surprised how much you can be able to get into the books, get into new information as you transist. And this is a time previously that you are not using optimally, but now when you invest on a traffic university, you will be able to achieve that. And the beauty of it is that it is going to contribute to your career development because you will become better, you will no longer be average, and you'll be able to deliver results. And this is what is required for you to be successful in your career. Of course, you also need to think about things like mentorship. You need people to work with you. You need a coach who will then be able to help you to optimize your career. You need the networks. You need the information. All these are good ingredients which will make you to get to your career rotary. And at the end of it all, we will say he or she was successful in their career. And that career was feeding 
all these other activities. Remember, money is an enabler. And one way to get money is through your career. And through that, you can be able to do all these other things that we've been talking about so that you can become a real successful person. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, Unlocking Your Potential. This is Edward Mungai from Inspire Leadership, inspiring you to success. Today we are talking about family as a measure of success. And family is those people who are very close to you. These are either your parents, if you are not married, and your siblings, or it is actually your family if you are married and your kids. Now the question is, when you are counting your wealth, where do you put them? Or how can you be able to rank them? Remember what we have seen in the last past years is that when titans of the industry are dying, the only thing that we hear about them is that they left a wife and kids. Now, how connected are you with your family? Are you spending good time? And when I talk about good time, it's both quality time and quantity of the time. Do your kids really know you? You know, the other day I was having a chat with my friend and somehow he couldn't figure out which class is the last born from his family is in. And it was a shock. Well, he wasn't too sure whether it was grade two or three. And it was a bit surprising. But do you know which classes your kids are in? It was shocking. I mean, do you do homework with your kids? I mean, to be successful, you don't just need to have money. You don't just need to be physically healthy. You also need to take care of your family. And the family needs to know you. They need to be there for you. You need to be there for them. Because we've also seen many of the traditional business people really focusing on money and really earning a lot of it. But immediately they die, that all that money go into bad use because there's nobody who is taking, of that, taking care of that money. And the reason is they haven't raised good families who can be able to step in and be able to run their estates in the best way possible. So again, are you investing in your family? Are you investing in your kids? Are you investing in your wife? Could you say that you are the best husband in the world? Could you say you are the best dad in the world? If indeed you can be able to say that, then truly you are wealthy when it comes to about family. Remember, everybody else can run away from you, but the people who will be left with you is your family. That's why I'm saying kindly, as you set your goals, as you set your objectives, especially in terms of success, consider at what point is your family coming into that equation. Family is very important, and these are the people who will be left when everything else is gone. When you'll be naked, these are the people that will be able to clothe you. It's not about your friends. It's not about your business associates. It's not about outsiders. It is your inner circle, and your inner circle is the family. 
Let's talk about your wife, for instance. Are you doing exciting things like dancing with them? Have you enrolled for salsa? This is a good way. Do you go to the gym together? Do you exercise together? These are the things that you need to put into your program that you accommodate your wife into this. What about kids? As I said, are you doing homeworks with them? Are you encouraging them? Are you motivating them? Are you inspiring them on a daily basis? Do you care about their schoolwork? Do you know their teachers? Really, these are the things that you need to put in place. Well, for the extended family, it also matters. How well are you relating with your relatives? May it be your parents, may it be your cousins, may it be your uncles, your aunties. Are you connected? Remember, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, they will want to say he did or she did all things well. And for you to be able to achieve that objective, for you to be able to be in that position, you must connect yourself with your family. Because family is a critical element to success. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership and Rocking Your Potential. This is Edward Mungai inspiring you to success. We are talking about finances and finances is our success measure number six. Remember, we talked previously about the other five success measures. And just quickly to recap, number one, we talked about spirituality. Number two, we talked about your physical health. Number three, it was about your inner health. And number four was about your family. Number five was about your career. And now we are talking about number six. And indeed, finances is only number six. I know for many of us, we want finances to be the success measure number one. The truth of the matter is, finance is only an enabler. It is a means, it's not an end. But that said, it's very critical that we can be able to manage our finances. Many, many people are still struggling to have control of their finances. It doesn't matter how much it is, how much you earn, it is the discipline that you've got in terms of managing what you've got. And to me, it calls only for two things. It calls for ensuring that you're getting as much income and you're reducing your expenses as much as possible. Eventually, what that means is that the net effect is that you have more money which is available for development purposes, for investment purposes, or for building an asset base. Which then means that a measure, eventually the measure of success here, when you're talking about finances, is about your net worth. And what is net worth? Net worth is as simple as looking at your assets, and looking at your owns or liabilities, and the net effect is your net worth. And that is what matters. To manage your finances, discipline is the key thing. And this discipline, I normally put it in a very simple way. Imagine you have a hundred 
percent income. Or you would say you have an income of a hundred dollars. How would you spend that hundred dollars? To me, the best way to spend that hundred dollars is to allocate the first fifty dollars into what I call the basic needs. And basic needs will be about housing, it will be about education of your siblings and your kids and whoever you are educating. It's also about your medical issues and medical bills. It's about the food and anything else that is enabling you to move. So that is your first 50%. And that's how you should spend the 50%. You are left with another 50%, which in my view should be split between emergencies, savings, and money for your self-development. So self-development, I would put it at $10 or 10%. Your savings will take the lion's share of the last 50%, and that will be 30%. Remember, this is the money that helps you to build your network, is the money that is helping you to become successful in terms of finances. The more you save on your first 50% and you put it into savings, even better. And the last 20% to make it 100, well, the last 10%, it should be 10% because you have 34 savings, you have 10 for self-development, and you have the last 10 for emergencies. You never know what is going to happen tomorrow. Keep aside 10% of your resources. As I said, it doesn't matter how much you are earning. If you have just started working, if you've been working for 20 years, if you can be able to maintain the discipline to have savings of 30%, to self-educate yourself with 10% of your income, and to put 10% for emergencies, you will end up being successful. Just to recap, in terms of the breakdown of how you spend your money, this is my recommendation. 50% of your revenue should be used for what I call basic needs. This will be about food, is shelter, is your clothing, is the education that you're paying for your kids, is anything that you need to survive. Now the rest 50% which is left, this is the money that makes the difference. The first 30% is what I call savings. This is the money you put away or you buy assets that work for you. Assets that increases your net worth. Vehicles are not included here. It's those productive assets. A vehicle is not a productive asset unless you are using it for business. The other 10% to make it 90% is about self-development. Are you spending money to pay to self-educate yourself? to buy books, to subscribe to video courses or online courses that help you to become a better person. And the last 10%, my friend, is about emergencies. You never know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So put 10% for emergencies that you will be catered. It's kind of your insurance. And in fact, insurance money should come from this 10% because insurance is about emergency. So in simple, my friends, 50% for basic needs, 30% for your savings, 10% for self-development, and the last 10% for your emergencies, including your insurances. 
Yeah, remember he talks about spirituality. So we must be able to tithe. So tithe will be part of the first 50% of your money. So if I can be able to recap again, 50% will be basic needs, including typing. The next 50% will be split into 30% into savings, 10% into self-development, and the last 10% will go to emergencies, including insurance. This is for a bad day. When you never know when it will come, you need that buffer of 10% of your revenues. This is Edward Mungai inspiring you to become better. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, inspiring you into leadership. Well, today we are talking about focus. Well, this is a huge topic, but I want to restrict myself to a couple of minutes, just kind of going quickly on what I think about focus. Now, we are in times when we have so many distractions in our lives. In fact, it is estimated that on a daily basis we have more than 160 distractions. May it be from your friends, may it be from the environment, may it be from our gadgets, but they all total up to about 160 in a day. Now, this is stealing a lot of our productivity because the moment we don't have focus, we cannot produce world-class products. So it is important that we strive to focus. We try to focus on a couple of things and we do them well. Now, the other problem that we are facing in these days is that we want to do tens if not hundreds of things in our lives. We must be able to focus. We have got to choose one to five things that will make a difference in our lives. And we put ourselves into those things and we work on them in the best way possible to achieve world-class output. Just as an example, I mean, 10 years ago, I had a huge struggle trying to figure out what is it that will amount to a better life for me. What are the 10 things? What are the nine things that I should focus on? And hopefully those things would take my life to the next level. Now, eventually I came back and I came up with nine things and I have talked. I have shared on some of the videos some of those nine things. But very quickly, to run you down through the nine things is about my spirituality, is about my physical health, is about my inner health. It is also about my family. It is about my career. It's focusing on my friends and the networks that I create. It's also focusing on adventure. It's also focusing on finances. And finally, it is about impact. Who will cry when I die because of the difference that I have made? Now, I've chosen those nine areas as the areas of key focus. Well, you will imagine within career, there is all excitement as an example. There are many things that I can do within a career. But also within that category, 
I have to go down and narrow down to maybe one or two things that I will do well. And after I'm gone, people will have to say, he did all things well. The most unfortunate thing is that if you are doing a hundred things, if you are doing things in the tens, my friend, at the end of it, people will not be able to say he did all things well because he had a hundred things and he did them half-half, which then meant they were not world-class. So in terms of reducing these distractions that I was talking about, one good example is that we have, we most of us have smartphones. These smartphones, they have notifications. These notifications are part of the distractions. So if you can switch off your notifications and you have specific times when you check on your mobile, my friend, you will have saved close to an hour or two hours of your day because of avoiding that kind of distraction. The other thing that obviously is important is that on an hourly basis, know what you are supposed to work on. Because the moment you don't know, you are not sure what you are doing, next hour, next minute, my friend, you'll be distracted. And you will not be able to focus. So it is my humble request that every day, come up with the five things that you want to achieve in that day, allocate time to those five things, and at the end of the day, make sure that they have been achieved, and they have been achieved in a world-class way because that's about focus. Well, the other suggestion that I would put to you is also to ensure that you are building up and you are, you are building up to a bigger thing. Remember, we talked about big, hairy, audacious goals. And each one of us, by the way, should have big, hairy, audacious goals. And to be able to achieve those goals, you need to break them into smaller pieces. And that breaking down of smaller pieces is what helps you to focus. Because you don't look at the bigger picture, you have cut the bigger picture into small pieces, and that's how you succeed. Well, just as an example of my life, I, you know, already you know for sure that I run marathons. Marathon is 42 kilometers, that's a big goal. For me to be able to focus and to be able to finish 42 kilometers, I have to cut my race into smaller pieces. And those smaller pieces, I have to focus on the first one before I jump into the second one. And that's how, in a very easy way, I'm able to finish my marathon. So my friend, figure it out for yourself. What are some of the things that you need to focus on? I have shared with you my nine things. And once you do that, then put some very specific procedures or routines that then will help you to achieve that. Because that way, is how you get to the road to success, and that's how you will be able to unlock your potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, Unlocking Your Potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership and inspiring you into leadership. Well, this is about friends and networks. As we are counting our wealth, as we are checking on our success, one key parameter that always is important to consider is about our friends and the networks that we are associating with. My friend, networks and friends determine who you are. It's as simple as that. Just as an example, if you take five of your friends, take the average 
It doesn't matter, it's what average, it's how much alcohol they drink, is how much books they read in a year, is how much they earn every month. It's also about how much time do they use for exercise. And you take the average for that, that is you, my friend. What am I saying? You become your friends. So the easiest way from my perspective to increase your exercising time, to increase your good habits, to increase your number of books that you are reading, associate with people who are directing you towards those good qualities. So it means you need to look for those friends who are only constructive friends. We are living in times when we have so many fake friends and fake news. So to me, it is very critical that you choose who are your friends. And your friends will end up being those people who are inspiring you, who are trying to help you to unlock your potential, who are exciting you with interesting stuff which builds you, not distracts you. Because remember, as I said, we do have many fake friends. So just do a very quick check on your friends and see how many are encouraging you, how many keep you going by telling you the right thing, giving you feedback and honest feedback without hiding anything. Those that are helping you to develop the best qualities, those are your friends. But those are the guys who are telling you the things that you should be doing which don't align to your goals, my friends, those are not your friends and this is the time to drop them because otherwise you will not end up being successful. When we talk about friends, I also would recommend that you look for what I call a mastermind group. Just as an example, I'm in one mastermind group where I meet every once a month with seven like-minded people People who can go the extra mile for one another. People who encourage each other about the families that we are raising, about our careers, about our health, about our spirituality. And these are the topics that we discuss in this mastermind. So if you haven't set up a mastermind group, this is a quick win, my friend. Please go and research for five or six good friends, like-minded people, put them in a group and probably meet for dinner once a month, meet for breakfast once a month and have open and honest and vulnerable conversations because this is what will propel you to the next level. When it comes to networks, try to associate with yourself with networks that will create value for yourself but also for the other person. Because long time ago, we left this business of win-lose. Now we talk about win-win. When you have networks, it's not about getting from the network. It's also for you giving to the networks. And this is how we fight this disease called selfishness. So as you relate with your friends, as you relate with your networks, it's not about you. Is about the whole group and synergizing and everybody having what we call a win-win. Because a win-win is what, again, will lead you to success.
So I hope you can be able to come up, form a mastermind group. I hope that you can be able to choose the right people and to choose the right friends who will always encourage you and inspire you to become a better person. So my advice to you, my friend, is that as you steer towards success, you need to get yourself into good friendships and into a good network. May it call, may call, you may call it Girls Club, you may call it Boys Club, but this is what you need to take you to the next level. And these are people who you can be able to open up to. These are people who you can be able to share everything with and they will not judge you, but they will be there for you and to help you. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership Unlocking Your Potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership Unlocking Your Potential. This video is all about goals and goal setting. Now, each one of us need to have goals. Well, the most unfortunate thing is that at the end of the year or beginning of the year, we all get nice notebooks and we are trying to make resolutions. This subject is not about resolutions. And resolutions, my friend, do not work. Why is it that resolutions do not work? Is because there is no accountability in terms of resolutions. But when it comes to goals, you can be able to follow through your goals and you can specifically say, this is what I want to achieve and you quantify it. Remember, resolutions are not smart. And smart, I mean, they are not specific, they are not measurable, they are not actionable or achievable, they are not realistic, and they are not timely. But for goals, they must be able to meet that threshold. In the past, we've been talking about what is success? And we define success in nine areas. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to go back to the nine areas and set specific goals. And how does goal look like? For instance, we talked about spirituality. Within spirituality, you can probably go and say, I want to go to heaven. That is a goal which is smart. It is smart because you work towards going to heaven as far as your spirituality is concerned. If it's about physical health, is you saying, in terms of my health, how much exercise I'm going to undertake in this particular year? For instance, normally at the end of the year or beginning of the year, I say, I want to run 3,000 kilometers in 2019. Now, it's up to you now to go and make sure by the end of the year, 31st of December 2019, I've hit 3,000 kilometers. This is what goals are about. For you to set goals, they need to be big, hairy, audacious goals. This is what I call, they need to be BHEGs. Big, hairy, audacious goals is what we all need. Because remember, a goal that is small will not lead you to success. You need big goals. And big goals here means 3,000 kilometers in a year. Big goals here means getting a pay rise within your organization by 10%. 
Being close here means being closer to your maker and being able to go to heaven when you die. A big goal will mean helping a thousand people to change their livelihoods. These are all big goals that, my friends, you can be able to set. Now, once you have set those goals and you have gone into the nitty-gritties of each and every of those nine areas and you have set between five to ten goals in each area, it means at the end of the year or beginning of the year, you have between 45 goals and 90 goals that you will work and you will track throughout the year. If you can be able to track that and remember is the small, small things that you do on a daily basis that will help you achieve your goals. Remember, your days becomes your weeks, your weeks becomes your months, and your months become your years, and your years becomes your life. What am I trying to say? I'm saying if you have a big goal of 3,000 kilometers in a year, break it down into even to the nitty-gritties of a daily goal. Tomorrow, I will run five or eight kilometers. And what you just need to make sure is that tomorrow, you do your eight kilometers, and the 3,000 kilometers will take care of themselves. So, my friend, it is very critical that you have a plan. And within that plan is where you document your goals and you head toward achieving those goals because this is the only way to success. You must know where you are going, you must have a plan, and you must be able to achieve them. Remember, goals are our dreams, but dreams without an action plan is just an illusion. It will not take you there. It's just a thought, and a thought is converted to action by having a work plan and very in a very disciplined way and very dedicated way in a consistency way following up each and every goal that you set in the beginning of the year to be able to achieve it and this is what success is all about this is edward mungai inspiring you to become better this is edward mungai with inspire leadership inspiring you into leadership well, today we are talking about impact. And when I talk about impact is what difference have you made into this world? Now, I take it from a very simplistic way where I argue that when you are born, everybody around you was extremely happy. Well, they smiled. They were happy. But on the other side, you cried. And if you didn't do that, then it was supposed to be a problem. Now, my biggest challenge for you now, and this is what is impact, is truly when you die, what is going to happen? The best scenario is where everybody will cry and you'll be happy. And why is that so? It's because of the difference that you have made in this world such that people will miss you, people cannot be able to replace you, and people will always be saying of the difference that you have made. And that is success. Well, when I'm checking on my goals in terms of success, when I'm looking at measuring success, impact is one way of measuring that. Now, many of us, we think that changing the world requires tons and tons of money. The truth of the matter is, it doesn't require a lot of money. 
Just to give you an example, three, four years ago, I was just having a conversation with one of my daughters and we were talking about making a difference. And she had this brilliant idea where we should start paying school fees for kids in high school. And I kind of was a little bit not too happy about that thought. The reason being, we have so many foundations in my country which are helping people in high school. So we thought, what about going one step back and supporting kids in primary school? And the reason for that was obviously, number one, that many people are taking care of the high school kids. But the reason number two is that it doesn't require a lot of money to support those ones in primary school. Well, there we decided and that we are going to support kids in primary school. But we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have tons and tons of money. But you know what? We had friends. We had networks. And we used the networks appropriately. And they gave us money to start a foundation, which today we are supporting more than 100 kids in primary school. I mean, that's making a difference. And we didn't have to cover a lot of money. We just needed to have our friends and to have a better ways of mobilizing resources and putting those resources into use. Well, it doesn't necessarily cost money for you to make impact in the world. You can start planting trees as an example. You can start mentorship for young kids in the locality that you live in. And this really just costs you time. The key point is that how much are you giving back to the society? And once you give to the society, remember you have drawn quite a bit from the society. So you must make it better. And you make it better by contributing, by helping them. And the beauty of all this is that it gives you energy. Number two, it gives you sense of belonging. And number three, it gives you a sense of purpose. Because if you do all these things, it's no longer about yourself. It's about the others. And that's how life should be. We should run our lives such that it is not about me, it's about others, and you do that by impacting them, impacting them. And this is what will make our world a better place. But more importantly, it will also make you a better person. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, inspiring you to unlock your potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, inspiring you into leadership. Well, the subject for today is about inner health. And inner health is a very important success measure, at least for me. And I think it should be for everybody. Why is this so? It's about the positivity that you've got about life. Now, the truth of the matter is that many, many people are very negative and negativity I confirm to you my friend is very toxic on the other side if you just express a little bit of positivity it gives you mileage you become better just to give you an example and I know this is something that all of you have encountered in life have you ever been to a building which is manned by some security guards at the reception and you are not even trying to smile. You have such a cold face 
you have such a hard face. And the same applies to the guard. Of course, they've been standing in that building for six hours, waiting for visitors, and it have taken toll on them. So you and the guard have some not very positive characteristics. And how normal is this conversation? But flip that a little bit. Go smiling and willing and ensuring that you are engaging the guard in a very positive way. Men, it work wonders. The guard will usher you wherever you want to go with no trouble. But if you sit in your negative mood, and the guard is in a negative mood, and this is contagious, by the way, moods and positivity or negativity is contagious. And it will be toxic. And it just requires a small thing to trigger bad behavior. It requires just a little bit to trigger aggressiveness. And that aggressiveness is what spoils our day, is what spoils our life. But if you attempt to be positive, I can tell you the whole planet, the whole universe will send positivity to you. This goal is about being, having internal positivity is about being inner, well, having your inner health. And this inner health will propel you to success. How gloomy are you? I mean, many of us, including sometimes, I also do that. And it's a thing, it's a mood. It keeps on changing, whether depending on weather, depending on the people that you have seen the day, during the day, depending on how you woke up. And until you are self-aware, what mood are you portraying? You cannot be able to deal with it. But if you realize that you have a negative mood and you try to pump in a positive one, it works. It works. And that replacement of the negative mood to a positive one brings results. You know, the other day I was, I was, I was somewhere in, um, in Nairobi and I was enjoying my coffee at Java. And I had a very good conversation with the waitress. And I, I, to be very honest, I don't know what happened and I spilled all my coffee. Well, what happens when you spill your coffee? You get to buy another cup. In this case, because of the mood and the positivity that I had shown, the conversations that I had engaged with this waitress, it turned out she wiped the table and he said, you know what, you get another one for free. Well, this is because of the positivity and positive attracts positive, which then means you will be able to get to many things if you show that positivity. So today, my friend, I'm encouraging you to be aware. What are the moods that you're portraying? Please catch yourself when you're portraying negative moods and if possible, quickly be able to change them because this is what will make a difference. It will fight things like depression. It will make you happy. It will make you radiate a lot of energy. And once you radiate energy, my friend is not only useful to you, but it's also useful to others because it is contagious. 
So whether it is in the office, whether it is in your business, whether it is in school, whether it is in the university, always try to have the inner health because this is what gonna make a difference for you and for many others. And because of attracting positive minds and positive feelings, results will come to you and eventually you'll be on the road to success. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, Unlocking Your Potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, inspiring you to leadership. Today we are talking about physical fitness as a measure of success. Men have been thinking about this because this is one of the most exciting things to talk to you about. It's about physical fitness, it's about what are you eating, how long are you exercising, and how healthy are you? Well, let me start by telling you a story. Ten years ago, I was weighing 105 kilos. And for sure, I didn't like the way I was looking. And this was because of my eating habits, my drinking habits. It was also because I never exercised. And you know, once you do those medical checks and a doctor tells you your cholesterol is high, high blood pressure is going up, diabetics, you are in the boundaries, my friend, it hits you hard. Because remember, health is a crown that only the sick people can be able to see on the health people. For us who claim to be healthy, we do not see the consequences of being unhealthy. And that's why you must put effort, my friend, in terms of your healthy status. To be able to achieve this, you must be very fit physically, but also I would recommend that you be careful on what you are eating. But before all these things, I told you I was 105 kilos, I did a medical check. When is the last time you did a full medical check? Just to know what is the baseline, because that is the most important point. Please let us all go and do a medical check to be able to know what is it that we need to work on. The good news is that I've cut my weight from 105 kilos, my friend, to about 80 kilos today. I still have got two kilos to go. I have a target of 78. Hopefully it's coming soon. And how have I achieved this? And why? Well, in terms of how, I can tell you is pumping on the roads. For those 10 years, I've been able to run more than 22 full marathons. Yes, I said 42 kilometers, 22 times. Every year, I'm able to run more than 3,000 kilometers just for the sake of being healthy. The other benefit that comes with a healthy person is that you have so much energy. You can be able to push the boundaries and you can be able to achieve more. It's also a good way of using time and meditating. So as I'm running my 10 kilometers, I'm using that one hour or 40 minutes or whatever time it is to reflect on issues. So I really encourage you to figure out what is it for you. It doesn't need to be a marathon. It doesn't need to be running. Figure out what is it that you can do in terms of exercising. And by the way, it doesn't have to cost you money. It could be about skipping. 
It could be about climbing the stairs. It could be also about walking. And all are things which are adding up in making you become more healthier. Now, in terms of the other question, how did I achieve this? Well, as I said, it was through marathons. It was through exercising. And I'm keeping on into it by making sure that I'm very conscious on what is it that I'm eating. Because what we eat tells a lot about ourselves. And it also gives you energy. And even in terms of timing, what and when am I eating? These are the critical moments. So for instance, we say for breakfast, I try to eat like a king. When it comes to lunchtime, I'm very moderate. But when it comes to supper, when it comes to dinner, then I have to be very careful that I reduce as much as possible any starch that I'm eating and I eat it very early so that then I can be able to digest that food before I go to bed. The benefits, as I said, more energy, more focus, and more output. And all this leads to success. Remember, if you lose your health, you lose everything, my friend. It doesn't matter what it is. So try as much as possible to try and cultivate a healthy lifestyle, which then will guarantee you some level of success, some level of energy, world-class output. And this is will help you to, to get to the road to success. This is Edward Mungai with Inspiring Leadership and Rocking Your Potential. Well, being healthy will give you many benefits. It will be about your energy. It will be about your output. It is also about your focus. So my friends, for you to get to road to success, you definitely need to keep fit. And you keep fit by exercising and checking on what you are eating. And with that, you will be able to unlock your potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership and Rocking Your Potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, Unlocking Your Potential. Today we are talking about spirituality. And spirituality is a measure of your success. Now what do I mean with spirituality? It's as simple as believing on something which is bigger than yourself. And in my case, I'm spiritual. I mean, I'm Catholic and I believe that God exists. And therefore, from my perspective, it is very critical that I must go to heaven. And that is an objective that I have, is a measure of success. What is your measure of success in terms of spirituality? This is a little bit more focused to those who believe, because I think we have got a maker, and that is the purpose, and he knows the purpose why we are in this world. So it's very critical that our relationship with that maker or that which we believe in must be strong and it is the one to keep us going. If you're Muslim, I mean you have the Quran and the Quran has some specifications. How well are you living in accordance with the aspiration of that Quran? If it's about the Bible for the Christians, how well are you living in regards to that Bible? Remember, at the end of your life, everything will be gone. But we hope that you go somewhere. And that somewhere 
is to be with your maker. And what is your relationship? Can you be able to build your relationship already now so that when you get to this position or when you exit, then you will have succeeded and you will say that you have been successful. What it means practically is for you to put things into your lives that then should enable you to live in accordance with the scriptures, for instance. What are the various actions or activities that you do, probably on a daily basis, that will enable you to get there? Because at the end of the day, if there will be that place, then those who will be there, they will be the successful one. So it's up to you now to figure out what are these things that are working for you to be able to get to success. Because spirituality is a big one. And we must, as always, try to live in a better way. Remember, it specifies for us. For instance, it's about the Ten Commandments for Christians. How well are you living the Ten Commandments? Also, we have traditions. There are things that need to be done in our different perspectives that should enable us to get to that next level. So how well are you implementing those things? I hope that you are getting into the journey and it is important that you continue strengthening your relationship with that spiritual being that you believe in because that is what helps you to get to success. Well, in terms of spirituality, I think it's a biggest benefit for me because it gives me the drive. It gives me the energy. And this is in the form of kind of believing and being accountable that there is a bigger being more than me, which I need to be accountable to. And therefore, the things that I do on a daily basis must align to the interest of that bigger thing. And this now is God. Well, talking about spirituality, I think there is many benefits that you get for you to be spiritual. Some of the benefits is that you'll have to be accountable. This is being accountable to a bigger being, which in this case is God. And you'll be able to lead your life in such a way that you are accountable to that bigger thing. Well, I also think that it also kind of grounds you, knowing that, for instance, we have the commandments, for instance, love one another as you love yourself. I think this is the major commandment, and this is one of the things that I have borrowed from issues of spirituality and which keep me going because it tells me there is hope. You deal with other people in the best way possible and that creates benefits for you because remember it's about win-win, it's not about win-lose and Christianity, spirituality is one element that will be able to help me to link into that, to be able to be good for others and to others and this obviously brings the best out of me. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership Unlocking Your Potential. This is Edward Mungai with Inspire Leadership, where I believe in helping to unlock people's potential. Inspire Leadership is about helping people to get to their next level in terms of the achievement, in terms of success. Well, I think this is, this is a difficult question, especially for many people, to try and define what is success. In my books, success is more than one thing. In fact, it's kind of a solar system where you have the nine or the seven planets, if you, if you like, where you try to balance all of them. And when they are all balanced, 
then you get to this place called success. It is not an overnight thing. It takes time to be successful, and especially in all the areas. For instance, you'll find some people defining success from financial status. In that case, it's about how much are they worth? How much do they have in their bank account? How much money or how much property do they own? And this is a simplified way of looking at success and is only looking at it from one perspective. As I said, it's about nine different things and being balanced together and working tirelessly, trying to balance all the nine areas for you to arrive to what I call success. Success to me, and I'm defining this with a lot of humility, not to say that I'm very successful, it is a journey, by the way, to get to success. And each and every day that we are on this planet, we are trying to become successful. And especially on the nine areas that I'm just about to list for you. So the first one, and the most important one to me, is your relationship with a spiritual being. This could be, do you believe in God? Or whatever that you believe on, and how do you relate with that? So to me, this is the most important thing. I am a Christian, a Catholic for that matter. And for me, spirituality and even the goal of going to heaven and trying to see if I can lead my life such that it takes me there is success. And therefore, each and every day, it's a fight trying to make sure that you become successful in terms of your spirituality. The next point, and which is also very important, is about my physical health. How healthy are you? Remember, health is the crown that only the sick people can be able to see. So how much exercising are you doing? What kind of food are you taking? How are you dealing with your lifestyle so that then some diseases will never be able to attack you? This is Edward Mungai from Inspire Leadership. Inspire Leadership is a platform where we help people to unlock their potential. This particular video I have chosen to talk about success and to define what is success and how actually do you know that you are getting to be successful. Success can be defined in many ways and my simplest way of defining success is looking at how I'm balancing nine. Yes, you heard me right nine different areas and ensuring that I have scored well in terms of those nine areas. And what are these nine areas? It's about my spirituality, it's about my physical health, it's about my inner health, it's about family and how am I dealing with my family and how am I taking care of them, it's about my career, it's about my finances. I know that you're being shocked because finances is number six. Yes, it is number six. And finances is just a means to life. So it's not a quantifier of success. It's only a part of it. Number seven is about adventure and having some fun. Number eight is circle of genius. And this is about your friends and your networks. Who are these people that you're hanging out about with? And finally, the last one is about impact which is what to say who will cry when you die. 
what difference will you have made in the world? Now, if you look at these nine specific areas and you have succeeded in them, you have set goals and you have achieved goals on a daily basis on those nine areas, then you will have arrived to a place called success. Now, in terms of achieving success, it takes time. It's not easy. In fact, I say it is brutal to get to that place called success. Many of us think that success is a straight line. Success is never a straight line, it's a zigzag. And if you persist, if you are consistent, my friend, you will be able to get to this place called success. So in my simplest view, I think it's an issue of being very deliberate and knowing what is it you want to achieve in life. For instance, how many of you do you have goals? Have you set goals for your life? Those are the goals that then you use to quantify and at the end of it you say you have achieved to success. The interesting about success is that you know it, that you are getting there. And this is from the happiness, from the feeling that you feel as you head towards that. Of course, life is, as I said, is not a straight line. Sometimes you go two, three steps ahead and you come back two steps back. You just need to persist. And you just need to keep on pushing and eventually you will get to what I'm calling success. Yeah, the interesting about success is that it keeps on changing depending on where you are in your life. Just as an example, and I'm giving this example with a lot of humility because it's about myself. Now, when I was in high school, I needed to be successful. And my success at that point was about the grades that I scored was about probably the sports that I was playing. It was also about the networks that I was creating in that school. It was about getting 80 or 90 in mathematics. Now, as I proceed, as I finished my, my, my high school, I got a specific grade. This is a B plus or a minus. And that was a success as at that point. Now, then I needed to move into the university where, again, my goals and my definition of success changed, which then means that in life, Goals keep on changing and therefore we must be very flexible depending on the situations that we are in to keep on changing goals. When I got employed, I needed to get married and again by definition what kind of a wife, what kind of a family was I putting up together, these are all def defining moments of what I call success and it keep on changing. Today, well I have worked for more than 20 years. Now success looks very different from when I just got employed. For instance, today to run a marathon and finish a marathon, that's success to me. To be able to support young people who are in school who cannot be able to afford school fees, again, that is success to me. So with time, this keep on changing. And therefore for you, make sure also you are aligning your goals into the stage at which you are in life. And the most important thing is that you have jotted down what is it that you want to achieve in a specific time? Remember, as you try to achieve your success, it needs also to be monitored and you need to be measuring and knowing how well are you doing in terms of your success. Well, my friend, many people have asked me what are the key to success? Key to success to me is a couple of things. For instance, it's about consistency and discipline. This is about making sure that whatever you start, you sit on it you consistently make sure that it is working. Just to give you an example, I started running marathon seven years ago. 
Now, if I was to stop that, within the first few months, I wouldn't be where I am, where I've been able to run more than 20 marathons. But because of persistence and consistency, making sure that every month I'm running my 250 kilometers, this is where we are. It's about using your networks and connecting them and making them work for you. Not in a selfish way, but in a collaborative way. This is how you get to success. It's also about hard work. I mean, many people have told me about working smart. And I say there is nothing like working smart. Life is brutal. It's about rolling your sleeves and working hard. It doesn't matter whether you are sleeping five, six hours a night. That is what success calls for. It's also about trying to personal develop yourself. Go out and invest on yourself, on courses, on YouTube videos, and help self-help yourself to try to see whether you can get to the next level. It's also about your goals and goal setting and having them already packed and also focusing because you cannot be able to achieve success if you don't focus. We live in a world of distractions. To become successful, my friend, you have got to focus. You cannot be everywhere and become successful. You have to choose what is it that you want to achieve. Remember, once you choose what is it that you want to achieve, then it's about hard work. I normally tell people that life is brutal. It's not easy. You have to roll your sleeves. It doesn't matter how much time you sleep. If you sleep for five hours, my friend, you'll have a lot of time to sleep when you die. This is the time to roll your sleeve, sleep less, and achieve more. This is what is called success, and you cannot be able to achieve if you use a shortcut. Many a times, many of my friends have said about working smart. I tell you there is nothing like working smart. It's about working hard. The next thing that you also need is that level of discipline and that level of also trying to know yourself, kind of self-awareness. Many a times we do not know who we are. So try and rediscover yourself and you'll be able to know your strength, your weaknesses, and you can be able to optimize and that optimization leads you to this success. The fact that you are focusing also cushions you from distractions. It is known in a day, we have more than 160 distractions. May it be from your phone, may it be from friends, may it be from your environment. But if you can be able actually to reduce the distractions, you will be at a better place more than the average person to be able to achieve success. This is Edward Mungai from Inspire Leadership, where I have invested myself to help or at least to inspire you to get the next level of success. So please join me, let's continue the journey, let's all be inspired and unlock our potential because that will lead us to success.